The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're listening to the hottest, the hottest NBA podcast out. Yeah, I said what I said. She's heating up. It's the Heat Check. The Heat Check. Heat Check. With Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, I am all fired up about what the hell is going on in Utah, baby. It's Friday, so let's get into the NBA futures market. This time, Defensive Player of the Year. And we also got a lot of news popping from around the league with updates on Chris Paul and Scott Foster's beef to more dysfunction in Detroit to Marcus Morris ricochet shot at a dozen Hall of Famers in one sentence. Oh, boy. So much to get into. Also, watch that IST, baby. It's lit tomorrow. Let's go, William. Let's drop that generic-ass beat that should be Rihanna. I've been wanting to talk about this. I just didn't have the right data. I didn't have as much time. I didn't. We had injuries. We had young guys coming in and out of the lineup. But last year, one of the funnest stories, at one point, this team was number one in the West. People forget. One of the fun stories in the NBA was the Utah Jazz. Everybody was pumping their tires. Ooh, Danny Ainge, Trader Trader Danny, oh, just fleecing Tim Connolly. Oh, Minnesota Timberwolves, you guys are fucking idiots. I was one of those people. I was one of those ones. Everybody was like, oh, they fleeced them. Rudy Gobert, four picks, all these players, all these guys that are going to be all-stars. Walker Kessler, yada, yada, yada. Everyone on earth was certain that this was the worst trade, not just in history of the NBA, but maybe in all sports. The Jazz played out the season as one of the most exciting teams in the NBA, while the T-Wolves tanked to the point where most people thought they were going to have to blow up the ship. A lot of people thought that Carl Anthony Towns had to go. There was no way that Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns would work. How was the spacing going to work? Were they holding Anthony Edwards back? Oh my God, what a difference a year makes. Really, a quarter of a year. Really. The Timberwolves are now the best team in the NBA. They have the number one ranked defense. Rudy Gobert is miles ahead of anyone in the league for Defensive Player of the Year. Chris Finch said this about Rudy. He said, this is the best I've ever seen him play. This is the best I've seen him play on both ends of the ball. Rudy dominated. In another win over the, uh, over the San Antonio Spurs the other night. And now people are looking at, like, the trade may be a win for not the Utah Jazz, but for the Timberwolves. Out in Utah, let's check in on them for a second. Uh, this year has been not so fun. Not a fun story. <laughs> they are awful. 7-14. and 14, One game out of 14th place in the West. No one expected the Jazz to be a contender this year, of course. We know that. But a lot of people thought, oh, this might uh, take a step forward. Maybe they're a play-in team, right? They had... An A-plus draft, 
Keontae George, Bryce Sensabaugh, number nine pick, Taylor Hendricks, who I haven't seen one minute of. Yet the Jazz, who started 4-11 and before their star player, Laurie Markin, went down. And the puzzling thing is that they've gotten worse as the season has gone along. They lost by 50 to the Mavs the other night, who are also struggling themselves this season. And after which, Will Hardy had this to say. Um, that was a uh, that was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog shit. Um, I really don't know how to describe that game. Oh, I, I think you did it pretty well. A masterpiece of dog shit from start to finish. Wow. I, these new coaches, we brought it up last episode too. This new DNA of coaches, they are not holding back. So what's happening? What's going on? I'm a big believer, of course, in roster construction. That's the key to success, in my opinion. And to me, this roster is confusing. First of all, they're breaking in a rookie point guard in Keontae George. I like rookie Keontae George. He's one of my favorite young kids in the league. They've been successful so far. Really good assist to turnover ratio. Long, athletic, and get to his spots. But the problem is, Keontae George right now, at least right now, cannot shoot. They have three other guards who can shoot but can't pass, especially Colin Sexton. He does not like to pass at all. He keeps getting minutes over O'Shea Akbaji. Why? I don't know. They have forwards in Markinen and Olenek who can hit a three, but they struggle to defend. John Collins and Walker Kessler is the front line of this team. Both solid but right now, unspectacular players. And the bench has no replacements when they're hurt, in foul trouble, or off the court. So, I mean, not great. Obviously, not great. The biggest problem is that they have young, talented players who can't find time on the court. Why? I don't know. Here's an astounding fact. Well, I actually kind of do know. Here's an astounding fact. Two players selected in the first round of the 2023 draft average. Two minutes or less per game this year. And they both play for the Jazz. Two. Two players selected in the first round of the 2023 draft only average two minutes or less, and they're both Jazz players. Taylor Hendricks was drafted ninth. Top 10 player. He has 18 DMPs. He averages two minutes per game. Bryce Sensabaugh, 28th overall. 20 DMPs played two minutes in one game. That is bizarre. Why are they on milk cartons? Where are they? Makes no damn sense considering that if they had played the kids this year, their record would probably be no different than it is right now. You should be developing these young guys and not playing dudes who clearly are not the future of this team. We are a quarter of the way through the season, and it looks like the Jazz are going to have to go into tank mode again, which is not where Danny saw them going and not where I, to be honest, saw them going either at the start of the year. But since they suck, and it doesn't look like things will get better this season, here's what I would do if I was part of the Danny Ainge cabal. Trade, trade, trade. Trade them all. Garage sale. All the young guys stay. All the non-young guys go. And I don't mean young like Colin Sexton. I mean young like Keontae George. You start with the players who are in the way. I'm, I'm sorry. We don't have space for you. A.K.A. T.H.T. Taylor Horton Tucker. One of the great developer blockers of all time. He just gets in the way wherever he goes. The Lakers considered him untouchable at one point. He stopped trades from happening that they probably needed to make, and now he's flamed out in two cities. And you know what? 
He's only 23. But for some reason, it feels like he's been in the league a decade. Not going to lie. Someone's going to take a flyer on him. I promise you, when he's good, like he was against Phoenix, he put up 25 points in 29 minutes. He's very good. But mostly, THT, not so good. He is a 38% shooter from the floor in general and a 28.7% lifetime shooter from three. He can play some defense, but let's be honest, THT's kind of chubby. He can play a little defense, but that's just because he's he's gonna he's a thick body. He can evolve into a role player somewhere, but in Utah, I'm sorry, you have to go. Number two player we gotta get rid of, Colin fucking Sexton. The young bull, the baby bull in a china shop. They said when he was in Cleveland, this was going to be a max contract kind of guy. And now what are you? You are a roadblock, stealing minutes from players who help this team in the future while not helping them win in the present. His minutes and his points per game have fallen for four consecutive years, and that is for a reason. He is now getting 18 minutes a game off the bench. Those minutes should be going to Bryce Sensabaugh or maybe to Josh Christopher or maybe even to Johnny Jazang. Since he can score, I'm sure he could help a contending team. I don't know. Worst case, you can send him to Washington, but his honor, because obviously he is great for that team because his 122.4 defensive rating is so bad, it's going to keep him from getting real minutes anywhere else. Number three, I'm sorry, Kelly Olenek, but you have to go to. I like him. I like Kelly Olenek. He's a tough, gritty kid. He can help a lot of teams, like Boston. He bought, helped them already. Maybe he can help them again. He can shoot a three. He can defend. He can rebound. But you know what? He's a fine locker room guy, but not a locker room guy for this locker room. He's not going to disrupt a contender. He is 100% a vibes dude for a young team like Orlando. But I'm sorry, Kelly Olenek. Well, they already have one of those. His name is Joe Ingles. I suspect that Kelly Olenek's trade value is greater than people know. But I'm sorry, dude. You have to go. Those are the three trades that would open this team up a lot. In the short term, it might be worse. I still do not care. Then in the offseason, you want to see what the trade value is for John Collins. If you don't want get what you want, hold on to him for another year, especially since the 2024 draft is stacking up to be not so great, which is why the fact that they only have one first rounder this year is fine. It's awesome. It should be a high one because it's their own pick. They have three in 2025, two in 2026, and four in 2027, and then should have more after trading THT, Sexton, and Olympic. To me, this is the only way forward. In Utah. Has to be. You have to embrace the tank. We know that's not what Danny Ainge likes to do. He likes to retool. I'm sorry. It doesn't feel like retooling is a possibility here. There's people on Reddit who are worried that Lori Markkinen could be on the dra- on the chopping block. That's how bad things are right now. This rebuild could take a couple of years longer than Trader Danny would like to, but the future is still looking bright-ish in Utah, even if the present is, what did he say? A masterpiece of dog shit. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Friday. Let's move on. Time for the futures market, folks. This week, we'll be taking our look at the Defensive Player of the Year props. Very fascinating market because there's a ton of momentum behind Rudy Gobert. He's the leader in the clubhouse at plus 200. There's a reason for that, and that is because Like I said before, the Minnesota Timberwolves are incredible on defense. Number one in defense in the league, first quarter of the season. And it's very hard to not see Rudy Gobert winning it again. And he's already won it a million times. It kind of feels like we should just give it to him every single year. But a lot can happen. Here are the rest of the contenders right now. Anthony Davis, that was my pick, plus 600. Evan Mobley, 9-1. Bam Adebayo, 15-1. Jaron Jackson, 15-1. Wolf. Brooke Lopez, 15 to 1. He'll get some steam late in the season. Chet Holmgren, 18 to 1. Giannis, 20 to 1. Drew Holiday, 20 to 1. How has he not won one already? Uh, Victor Wembenyama, 25 to 1. OG Ananobi, 25 to 1. MB, 25 to 1. So even though Rudy is a runaway favorite for a reason, and I think he'll probably win, I still think there's some value on the board here. Let's start with Bam Adebayo. Bam is having an incredible defensive year for the Heat. And I don't think it's really being talked about enough. One of the major reasons that the Heat are having a better season than a lot of people, including myself, thought that they would is Bam. He's averaging 21-9-4 with 1.1 blocks and steals per game. He is one of the top rim protectors in the league, holds players to .2 points per play in isolation. That is fucking ridiculous. .2 per play in ISO? You're not getting past that man. Another player I like on the board is also Chet Holmgren. A rookie winning defensive player of the year? Get the fuck out. Except for his defense is elite. How many fucking blocks did he have last night? Five? Five blocks? He's averaging 2.4 blocks and 1.1 steals per game. He's seven feet tall and 180 pounds soaking wet, and he's still picking your fucking pockets. Two offensive boards. His rim protection is elite. He's had five games this, this year with four or more blocks. And he actually disrupts the flow of opponents' games. If the Thunder continue to win and Chet continues to ball out like this, he could steal the award from... Oh, oh, mon frère, Rudy. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's get around some news from around the league. We have a follow-up to Chris Paul, Scott Foster, and that brouhaha. To be honest, it's a little puzzling, isn't it? I feel it is. On one hand, we've got Adam Silver finally weighing in on it in an interview with SiriusXM NBA. Let's listen in. You have there, as you said, um, two veterans, you know, who are the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. Scott is one of the most respected NBA officials, one of the highest rated NBA officials, which is why he referees in our finals games mm-hmm. and of course chris you know track mm-hmm. record speaks for itself you know the way you handle that at least the way we've tried to handle that is talk to both of them and say the expectation is you're going to be professional and deal you know you know privately um with the two of them and just say you know this is guys you know whatever the bad blood is between you two you don't have to be friends, but you got to go out, both go out and do your jobs. And so that's my expectation going forward. Ah, whatever the beef is, you know what the beef is. Kind of a warning, kind of a stern warning, kind of a silver warning. But what's interesting is apparently the league has not reached out to Chris Paul at all about this. Here is what Chris Paul had to say in response. Did you hear uh, what the commissioner said today about you and Scott Foster? Did you hear catch those comments? What do you say? He's talked to y'all, and you know he thinks you guys are gonna be professional, and yada yada yada. And he said he talked to us. Yeah. Nah. He said there's been talks. Yeah. Nah, ain't nobody called me since since all that happened. Did you? you did you expect? No, the league. Yeah, I mean, usually sometimes they'll call, interview you, something like that. Ain't nobody texted, called, or nothing since it happened. So. Did you actually see what he, the, the, the comments he made? Yeah, I got a family. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole family. So you when know, you saw them, the what was your reaction when you saw that? You're like... Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was... I haven't talked to Adam, Byron, nobody. You know what I mean? I talked to Byron, but I had to call him. He called me. So, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. You yeah. Do you expect anything to change? I don't know. Ain't nothing ever changed. You know what I mean? As far as that. But 
He said, what did he say? We're going to talk about it? Well, we did. It sounds like he said that you guys, there's been talks. Nah, I missed that. Oh, my goodness. Chris is is uncomfortable. He, as a former NBPA president and as a veteran in this league, clearly does not want to call Adam Silver out on his bullshit, which is why he is squirming in his seat when they're asking him, but he does not think anything is going to change. This is not the last we will hear of this. The Warriors, if they are in the playoffs, Scott Foster will ref those games. They will be, I am certain, not professional. Things will not get cooler, and we will just continue on by saying it's Scott Foster game. Scott Foster game. Move forward. More news out of Detroit, who, uh, by the way, still hasn't won a game since the last time we talked about them or the last time that we talked about them before that or any time really in the last month. The latest, according to Ian Begley, the Pistons don't have any plans to trade uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. Begley wrote this. The Knicks were among the teams who talked to Detroit about potential Bogdanovic trades. In the past, but I don't think anything is imminent. Detroit has no immediate plans to trade Bogdanovich, according to people familiar with the organization's thinking. The hope is that a healthy Bogdanovich can help Detroit win some games, according to those people. What the fuck are you guys up to? I, I really just am at a loss for words. If I saw Troy Weaver, I'd be like, you got to walk me through all this, dog. Because it doesn't. Can we just someone help me explain the thinking behind this? This is a team that just got blown out again by a four-win Memphis Grizzlies team for their 18th loss in a row. They were offered two first-round picks for Boyan Bogdanovich. How and why is someone that you've already turned down two first-rounders Still on this roster. Things are absurd. I, I do not. Thinking like this is a symptom of a much larger problem. I, there's something funky, something monkey going on. I don't know what to do. Please help me out. All right. Finally, we got some interesting comments from Marcus Morris, journeyman, twin, who was a piece in the James Harden trade to Philadelphia. He is obviously now playing with Joel Embiid, and he was asked what it's like to play with the big man. And he said... He actually puts his body on the line every night, flying and trying to get blocks and rebounds. I take my hat off to him, but he's definitely the best player that I've been around. The part that I find to be the most shady of that comment, because you could say the best player that he's been around is the shady comment. And it is, because he's played with a lot of really good players, which we'll get to in a second. But So he just came from the Clippers, right? Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. And he says... He actually puts his body on the line every night. A.K.A. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. They some soft-ass bitches. They take games off. They're not putting their bodies on the line. This is some shots fired uh, towards a lot of really good players. Marcus played on in the league for a lot of good teams. Here is a short list of players that he has played with. Kyle Lowry, James Harden twice, Andre Drummond, Tobias Harris, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook. That is at least 10 
future Hall of Famers that have been teammates of Marcus Morris, and he is saying Embiid is the best because he puts his body on the line the most. I'm pretty sure that has to do something with how bad things were at the end in L.A. and Clipperland and how things went down with Tyron Lue and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I am very much looking forward to March 24th between the Clippers and the Sixers because you know that Marcus has circled that date on the calendar, but more so Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden has as well. The T is a Bruin. That is all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Come back tomorrow for an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop unexpectedly like the first snowflakes of the year. And follow the Heat Check as we cover the league day in and day out all season. Do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends, every single one of them. Tell them that the Heat Check is your one-stop shop for everything NBA-related and follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. We will see you next time.